welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today's topic is for season two, episode 14, A Court of Mist and Fury, chapters 47 through 49. It happened. It happened. It happened <laughs> finally, kind of. Kind of. But it happened. It happened. I feel like saying a court of mist and fury has never been natural to you. It really <laughs> I always see I you stumble pause. every time. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable every time. And I think also I used to practice Akatar so much because it was like our first season. Yeah. I was like trying to get into it. I used to practice that like before we even recorded. I would like say it out loud a little and I don't do that anymore. And so I get to it and I'm like, what am I saying? What am I saying? What am I saying? <laughs> it like is like the same feeling of like when you speak for the first time yeah. during the day. Like yeah. you're like, oh, well, like what my are voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we also haven't recorded just us in like three weeks. Oh, yeah. Because we had two guests on and then we were traveling. Yeah, and then we we did like a bonus episode. Yeah, uh, with also a guest. So yeah, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy and I have just returned from Miami. Yes, it was the best trip ever. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. Um, we went with our friend Saren, uh, who was on the pod already. Yes, shout out Saren. And shout out, Kat. We missed you so much. We missed you so, so much. Uh, second girls trip in a row. Kat, Kat couldn't make it on. But next year, our girls trip is to her new home yeah. in Cali. So she has to be there. There's literally, she can't avoid. If she's not there, the girls trip literally can't happen next yeah. year. So a lot riding on it. Yeah. Oh, for two. So we were, a, we were a slim group of three. But um, it was so fun. We started off on a horrible note. Because we, <laughs> we were just warming up. Was we the, were just warming up is what we kept was saying. The theme. We were all supposed to fly together originally. But then Sadie had a work trip in Texas. And I had a work trip in New York the week of. So I was flying from New York. Sadie was flying from Texas. And Saren was still flying from home. And then there was a storm in Florida that day. And like a lot of the planes were delayed. We like my plane couldn't land because like half the runways at Fort Lauderdale were flooded. So we were just doing loop-de-loops around Orlando for two hours. And then Saren had to land in West Palm to get gas before landing. Well, in the Fort craziest Lauderdale. thing, the craziest thing is that Saren's plane landed yeah. in Fort Lauderdale but like didn't even land they touched down and then soared right back up like I <laughs> yeah. when I realized that's what happened my mind was blown yeah that is crazy and then landed in West Palm yes where she stood for hours hours and then I so I got in like two and a half hours late and I thought that was bad Sadie was like 45 minutes 45 late. minutes late yeah since I was coming from the west rather than the north I think we were able to go around the storm a little and I also flew into Miami while they flew into Fort Lauderdale yeah so I got to the hotel probably at 11 mm-hmm. by the time I actually got there I was supposed to get in at like 6 30 so I got to the hotel 11 was pretty cranky Sadie had kindly ordered me room service so I had dinner and then 
we were just waiting on Sarah and, and I think she got in around 1230. Yeah. After she'd been sitting in West Palm, finally took off to Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> sat on the tarmac for about three hours yeah. while they waited for a gate and then had to do like the 45 minute Uber alone. And, um, we, despite all odds, still rallied, <laughs> still <laughs> stumbled out of the hotel at one thirty in the morning. I was dying. To w- leave to go out for the night. <laughs> I was dying because I had posted on my Snapchat like a selfie of us waiting for our Uber at one, like one thirty a.m. being like, just now going out, LOL. And uh, my, my friend from work um, literally said, he was like, how was Miami? Blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, I was watching your, he was like, I watched your first Snapchat and then it stressed me out. So I didn't watch anymore. <laughs> stressed him out because we were leaving the house so late. Yeah, so it's, late. It stressed me out too. I'm usually like a home by midnight kind of girl. Same. Not leave the house at 1.30. <laughs> Same. I was out of my element yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, but we did it, and I'm so glad we did. Although the first night was, like, a little bit odd. We didn't really know where to go. We were kind of just, like, going warming where. Warming up. We were warming up. That's what we kept saying. We're warming up the trip. We did that last year in Austin, too. We accident- accidentally went to the wrong side of 6th Street the first night. So it's yeah. very on par to have, like, a weird first night. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then the next day, the next morning, we did a boat, which was super fun. But the second we got on the boat, it started pouring <laughs> <laughs> we're literally getting poured on and we're like just warm it up <laughs> just warm it up to the trip <laughs> um but then literally once the boat driver was like no no I'll, I'll drive away from it and he did like he found some sunny skies and we had a lovely boat we day. did great views i just have never seen like city and um palm trees and stuff just all in one on the beach yeah it was so cool and I we saw it. dolphins we did see dolphins. Which I loved. Which is also so cool to see dolphins like right off the coast of a city. Of a city. It was so crazy. So cool. Um, and then what else did we do? Oh, we went to a great rooftop and then we went out that night and saw T.I. Mm-hmm. Sadie, how was T.I.? <laughs> um, well, I think you'd be better equipped to uh, recap that experience. I did see him at the end there. Yeah. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> so we were at Live, which, if you're familiar with Miami, is one of the bigger nightclubs in South Beach. And T.I. was performing that night. Which, you, if you don't know who that is, just think... Bring them out. Bring them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live your life. Hey. <laughs> um, but which we didn't even buy tickets for him. It just happened that he was performing that night. Yeah. Which was really cool. And we were really excited to see him once we found out he was going to be there. So we get to live and we're, you know, we're having at first having fun, like dancing the DJs on. But then like three and a half hours go by. And T.I. is still not on stage. At this point, it's like 3.30 in the morning. And I'm worried that he's just in the building and not going on and performing or, yeah. or what's going on. Like, I'm pretty tired at this point. Um, Same. So Sadie <laughs> had mysteriously disappeared at one point. And then I find her in the crowd and I see her head just resting on the back. Oh, of a- I didn't know we were talking. We were telling this part. <laughs> Just like lightly on the back of the guy in front of her, like eyes closed. <laughs> oh my god! 
Do you want me to cut that part out? No, it's okay. It's, it's part of the story. So I snatched her up. I was like, Sadie, Sadie, wake up. And she was like, huh? And then just kind of like, you know, head bobbing, like neck limp. And she was like fully like REM sleep. Like she could not be woken up. I, I don't blame so her. I was tired. It was at this point, it's like 3 40 in the morning. So I'm really, I was really at a crossroads of she clearly needs to go home, but I've waited this long for T.I. But also like, the, okay, we have to, we have to make it very clear. Like the night before we went out at 1.30. Yeah. So we went to bed at like four. Yeah. And then woke up to get on a boat. By at nine. A, yeah. Yeah. So it was like. I was tired. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> at the same time, I really couldn't miss T.I. <laughs> so I had Sadie in a, like a chokehold pressed against my body. T.I. finally comes on stage. I'm just like kind of propping her up with my elbow. And with my other hand, I'm like fist pumping in the air <laughs> as T.I. comes on. Honestly, you were a better friend for keeping me there than taking me home. I'm happy you did that. I was there. She was so funny. It was full. She was fully asleep in my arms as at, we're, we're at standing. the biggest. Standing. Standing. At the biggest club in Miami with a rapper like 10 feet away from us. We were front row to set the scene front row with just a sleeping girl against my body as I'm just enjoying T.I. <laughs> sleeping little baby. It was so funny. And then at the end of the night, I came to, you guys must have woken me up so we could leave. Yeah. I started kind of you know, dragging you along because after T.I. played all the hits and he performed like eight or nine songs and was still going, but it was at least 4 a.m. by this point. And I was like, I'm, I'm good. I can leave now. Yeah. And I came to, I remember this now. Um, I like looked up, I saw TI in his little fanny pack and I was like, <laughs> I didn't recognize the song. So I was like, who is this guy? And then I heard you, you were like, come on Sadie. And I was like, why are we leaving? <laughs> yeah. Sadie, and uh, is, he's like, I've been holding you up for the past hour. Yeah. Three hours. <laughs> I've been, not only was I holding her up, I was kind of smacking her in the face to try and wake her up. <laughs> Would not wake up. Finally, we're leaving. And she's like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I was so confused. Oh, man. Because I was finally like, oh, T.I.'s here. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah. You were probably like well rested, ready for a full concert. <laughs> Oh man! And then the last part of the story is we we walk back to our hotel room. Sadie just you know plops down on the bed that me and her had been sharing the night before, but she's kind of sprawled out. So I climb into bed with Saren, and I wake up like three hours later, and I was like, "Why am I so uncomfortably hot?" <laughs> and I like look for it. I'm like pressed against Saren, and I was like, "Why am I so close to Saren?" I look behind me. Sadie's entire body has is pressed against me she's (laughs) crawled into bed with us so we have two queen beds a completely empty bed and all three of us like completely filled one queen bed i'm sandwiched in between two other bodies for no reason I was lonely. I'm not used to sleeping alone. <laughs> so the funniest part was like Sadie didn't remember. She had just like woken up from her slumber. I guess maybe thought she was in the wrong place. So like crawled in bed with us. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> oh God. 
so rough yeah, night for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was definitely the most well-rested the next day, I suppose. Probably. Probably. Um, but yeah, then we did a beach day. It was lovely. Gathered ourselves and went to Carbone for dinner. It was lovely. Oh my God. I will dream endlessly about the rigatoni. Oh my God. It was it's so, so hyped up and it's not hyped enough. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things that's actually worth the hype. Yeah. Carbone is a restaurant. Actually, we also went to Nobu the night before and both of those restaurants worth the hype. Yeah. We didn't actually eat at Nobu, but we got two rounds of drinks and they were all And we got an app. Oh yeah. We got an app and it was all incredible. Like best drinks we had the whole trip. The best drinks I've ever had. And like same price as what you're paying at any other restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. For nice drinks. In Miami. In Miami. Yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. And then Carbone also probably even, it was probably less than other restaurants that we went to it was less than that before because they gave you so many free apps they do they i they give you like a full charcuterie board yeah they gave us breads salami vegetables cheese. and cheese all, all just complimentary all complimentary and here we have restaurants starting to charge for chips and salsa yeah it's crazy and i made the reservation for the wrong day and they still sat us immediately it was so nice it was yeah it was immediately it was immediately that was incredibly it was kind. so nice and we just split two pastas between the three of us and got an entree and we were stuffed we couldn't so. even eat the entree no um but if i go back i will be getting a rigatoni for just myself yeah <laughs> same i don't know why we'd waste time with anything else <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was really... Oh, last thing is that on Sunday, we just kind of relaxed. Our flight wasn't until later in the evening, but we did go to lunch at the Versace Mansion. Oh, it was so lovely. That's truly a hack. Shout out to my coworker, Renee, who told me about it. It's literally $35 and you get a three-course meal. Yeah, I thought you were going to say shout out to Donatella Versace. (laughs) Her too. Excellent restaurant. Her too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was... That was honestly... One of my favorite parts of the trip was that lunch. It was just so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Like a three-course lunch. Yeah. Oh, and the night before, we we went out in Wynwood, which was... So fun. I think that's more of my vibe than South Beach. Same. Yeah. I mean, the music, impeccable. Music was so good. Yeah. So good. So, yeah. It was a really successful trip. It was awesome. And now we're continuing the fun, and Izzy's my roommate for the week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I hope Sadie isn't sick of me because you came back from Miami and I've moved in no. for, for the week. It's like in case you wanted to spend five more days with me after spending like 36 I mean, hours clearly I can't get enough of you. I crawled right into bed with you when you left yeah. me. True. Um, so, yeah, I'm living here pre-moving officially on Friday because I don't have any of my stuff here. So Sadie is kindly hosting me for four days which is great for the podcast very convenient i i love it i'm literally like like yesterday we worked from home together and i was so excited tomorrow we're gonna go work out downstairs together i'm so excited i'm like this is just a day in my life i just feel like i'm really putting off like a bad image of myself because i've been sleeping in so late and oversleeping all of my alarms oh my gosh <laughs> i warned you before that room has no windows it's a cave yeah and I'm, I'm so tired from miami like yes. i'm recovering so I think my first day here, I snoozed my alarm like 
at least 10 times. And then today I overslept by 50 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I don't know your schedule. So you could have just said this is the normal time you woke up and I would have been like, okay. Um, but I definitely, definitely, I'm not throwing any judgments whatsoever. I was also struggling Monday. Today I was proud of myself and I got up, but I also have John who's like Mr. Health King right now. And he got up for the gym. And so like, I couldn't not you know yeah I just feel like I I come out of my room you guys are like fresh and ready for the day I'm like a troll crawling (laughs) from my cave to the bathroom to shower (laughs) after sleeping for like 11 hours (laughs) you needed it I I knew what I did need it I did did. need it and I feel a lot better today but okay should we get into it yes because this was a huge milestone yeah Akamath these I've been saying this I feel like the last three or four episodes but these are some of my actual favorite chapters I know so so I mean it was a little scary there for a second but I think everything's gonna be okay oh I'm sorry you were scared (laughs) and me I left you on the biggest cliffhanger of Lucian showing up that yeah that is true and it didn't go anything like my predictions I thought for sure she was going back to the spring court so let's get into it yeah let's Let's do it into it so chapter 47, we had left off with Feyre alone practicing magic in the woods and Lucian showing up. And we didn't know what kind of reunion this was going to be, but we see right away it's not a nice, happy reunion for the two of them because their ending was kind of ambiguous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so the first thing that Lucian says is, we've been hunting you for over two months which is not the right thing no, to say. No, like Hunting. she's a fucking animal. Yeah. Yeah, Feyre does not like that. She's immediately thrown off. And I think... On edge. On edge. Seeing mm-hmm. his... Clearly seeing his intention just from that one word. Right. So Feyre asks how Lucian found her. And her first thought is like, oh my God, is Tamlin here too? Which that would be crazy. But he's not. Lucian says that someone tipped them off and that they've been, sorry, someone tipped them off that she's been out here in the woods. So he came with three of the guards to come get her and he kind of takes a step towards her and she takes a step back, but behind her is a river. So she can only really go so far. She's kind of cornered. Mm -hmm. Lucian then says, we need to get out of here. Tamlin's been... He hasn't been himself. And he's about to say, like, let's go. I'm going to take you back or something like that. But Feyre just cuts him off and she says no. And that's when Lucian really takes in what he's seeing before him. Like, he sees the Illyrian fighting leathers. He sees, like, the healthy state of her body, the fullness of her face compared to the gaunt, shell-like person she was before. And we don't know. I would really like to be in Lucian's POV right here because he might have thought he was rescuing her from Reese. Yeah. He clearly didn't fully realize she was there on her own wanting to be there. Right. So he says, Feyre, let's go home. But she doesn't move. And she says, that stopped being my home the day you let him lock me up inside of it. Okay. Really pointing the blame now on Lucian. Uh, Yeah. 
the day you let him come that's on that's true no she I really actually, goes after lucian here and it makes me sad that's true i didn't even pick up on that but why is that lucian's fault it's he's just and i mean he's the spring court right now yeah you know and i think that yeah. this is her first interaction with the spring court since everything happened and she's like all like on defense mode like scared totally like i think it's almost like when you i see this in movies a lot like when they have a an abuser as a boyfriend or a husband or something and they've been away from them they start like not that she was rationalizing but kind of like rationalizing behaviors or just like getting comfortable with what happened and being able to talk about it and think about it yeah and then but then being confronted with it again is like puts you right back in a scared defense mode and i feel like that's what was happening to her here yeah and i think she thought of lucian as a true friend so she's been processing a lot of her anger towards tamlin throughout the last two months and that's pretty she i think she's been a pretty good place of how she feels about that yeah but lucian i think that at least she hasn't faced that she hasn't faced that and i think that's something that still probably hurts her that he was a real friend that was passive yeah throughout throughout that time he wasn't completely passive but he wasn't willing to be uncomfortable right he clearly saw right from wrong but didn't didn't do enough he didn't do enough yeah so lucian says we all made mistakes he's sorry more sorry than you realize and so am i and then he tries to take another step forward and favor very much goes into like survival mode because she's being even more cornered against the river and she knows that all lucian needs to do is just touch her and then he can winnow her away from reese and so he keeps closing in the four sentinels are closing in she feels like she's being herded like a like a cow mm-hmm. <laughs> towards the river yeah and Feyre says don't touch me and then she peers behind her to kind of gauge where she's at in relation to the river but in the moment where where she looks away Lucian lunges at her with his hand out again just one touch and he can you know snatch her away and as his finger is about to graze her sleeve Pharaoh winnows away herself hell for yeah the second time hell yeah yeah so she's she's behind them all now and she's also sh- kind of showing how powerful she's gotten since she has been gone has been allowed to train uh, yeah and allowed to train so Lucian whirls around and he's shocked that not only did Pharaoh winnow, but Reese is now standing next to her. Mm. It's like, oh man. It's like shit. Yeah. And Pharaoh fully leans into who she's supposed to be now. She's, you know, putting on the mask that Reese has. Like very complimentary to Reese's appearance of like cruel amusement in yeah. his dark suit that he's now wearing. And it, the scene does make me sad because they used to be friends and now Lucian's just blindly trying to capture her. Feyre's acting like she's his enemy. Mm-hmm, because she has to like protect. It's so hard because like Reese, she is just like, evidence that reese isn't the bad guy he portrays exactly and so it's like 
she wants to be like, see how much better I am now because of Reese. But it can't be because of Reese because he's supposed to be evil. Exactly. So it's like she just has to be evil too. Yeah. And it's just sad. Yeah, because then on the flip side, you can kind of see Lucian's perspective of wanting to take her home because clearly she's a different person. Clearly she's a different person. And if Reese continues to act evil, he just, they just think she's in a bad place when really she's so happy. Right. So anyway, Reese says little Lucian, didn't the lady of the autumn court tell you that when a woman says no, she means it. It's like feminist King. (laughs) (laughs) And then Lucian looks at Feyre and he's like, what have you done? And he just seems horrified at her appearance and her demeanor next to Reese. And then Feyre just tells him, don't come looking for me again. But Lucian tells her he will never stop looking for you. He meaning Tamlin. So. It's crazy. You know, her letter clearly didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. And then Lucian asks Feyre if Reese has mind controlled her. To acting like this which we kind of expected yeah which was the point of, what's the point in asking that yeah <laughs> but that really sets reese off because you know obviously and he's like enough Feyre and i are busy go back to your lands before i send your heads as a reminder to my old friend about what happens when spring court flunkies what a fun word set foot <laughs> in my territory and lucian just says to Feyre, you've made your point Feyre. now come home and Feyre's like, he's acting like I am a child. Yeah, throwing like a bratty teenager. A tantrum or something. Like, yeah. I was just doing this, running away to, to, you know, make a point about how unhappy I was. When it's like, of course, she was more than unhappy. He physically locked her up. Yeah. And it makes her sad that Lucian isn't seeing the situation for what it is. Yeah. He just, I think he just justifies it because... Tamlin's his best friend yeah and there's more of a hierarchy in the spring court of blindly following orders so Lucian tells Feyre that they're not her enemies and he acknowledges you know things got out of hand Ianthe got out of hand but it doesn't mean that you give up and then Feyre says no you gave up and this next part is so sad. She says, you gave up on me. You were my friend and you picked him, picked obeying him, even when you saw what his orders and his rules did to me, even when you saw me wasting away day by day. But he didn't fully. I mean, he did, but he kept trying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Lucian does explain his POV a little bit. He says, you don't know how bad it was in the first few months, which it's like, well, she doesn't know how bad it is because no one would talk to her. Yeah. But he says, you don't know how bad it was those first few months and how badly we needed a unified front. And Lucian is supposed to be the example in the court of unity and obedience to Tamlin's rule, basically. I get that. It's just, I feel like, I mean, he's sneakily gone against Tamlin's orders before. Totally. He could have trained Feyre, I think. Or, like, kicked Ianthe out. She well, sucked. 
Yeah, but nobody... Farrah didn't even realize that, like, I had these manipulation while she was there. Yeah, but I feel like she was the one who was pushing for, like, she needs to stay in the house. She can't train. And if Lucian... I still don't understand why. Like, was she trying to slide in? I don't know. I don't know either. But... But Farrah says... I literally begged you so many times to help me to get me out of the house for even an hour and you left me alone or shoved me into a room with Ianthe or told me to stick it out. And again, that feels more so true for Tamlin than yeah. Lucian. But I mean, when he locked her in, he was like, you're not going to be able to get out. Just You're just going to have to be patient, Vera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he tried, but he always gave in to Tamlin. Right. And then Lucian goes... And the night court is so much better. And Vera's like, I guess I can't tell him about how nice everyone is. (laughs) (laughs) So something very interesting happens here. And I'll just read the paragraph. It says, I said to Lucian, low and quiet and as vicious as the talons that formed at the tip of my fingers, as vicious as the wondrous weight between my shoulder blades. When you spend so long trapped in darkness, Lucian, you find that the darkness begins to stare back. Damn. This is like heavily underlined in the Kindle app. Like some some lines in the books like show you where a lot of people underline or highlight. Oh. But what does that mean? The darkness starts to stare back. Like, like... Like she's becoming the darkness. Like she's oh, looking yeah, in the yeah, mirror yeah. and it's staring back at her. Yeah. When you spent so much time. Or I guess in her isolation and like loneliness, she found company. Yeah. Both of those things. Yeah. I take this as her official declaration that she is a part of the night court. Totally. She looks in the, I think it's both of the things we said. I think she looks in the mirror and sees the darkness in herself and sees the night court in herself and then also oh yeah yeah, yeah. and like then also like finds company in the loneliness yeah yeah and also if you didn't get that from the quote that i just poorly read because i was confused by what it was saying in my like in my notes but as she was saying that she also grew her own wings yeah she shape-shifted she shape-shifted and she had illyrian wings and talons yeah And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But Lucian is horrified. Yeah. He's like, what did you do to yourself? And Feyre says, the human girl you knew died under the mountain. I have no interest in spending immortality as a high lord's pet. Boom. Yeah. Bye, bitch. That was a good one. Like, tell him. Tell Mm -hmm. him. (laughs) And then she says... Tell Tamlin if he sends anyone else into these lands, I will hunt each and every one of you down and I will demonstrate exactly what the darkness taught me. But when she says this, she sees genuine pain on his face. But what's sad is she doesn't really care. Because she's so hurt, I think, by him and mad at the situation. Yeah, she I know that this was just a big moment for her. And like, it truly was. You're right. Her declaration of I am in the night court. Yeah. But this was a really sad chapter for me. Do you think their friendship will bounce back from this? I think that if Lucian learns from this 
and shows um, Pharaoh where his that he does like what where his loyalties lie in like a better way. Um, then I think it I think it's mendable. But we're where but I also do don't his loyalties lie. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like if he goes against Tamlin, you know. Yeah. But I do think that. I, I'm also skeptical of how that could happen if he thinks that the Night Court's evil. So we are pretty close to finishing this book. I know. Do you think we're seeing Tamlin again? Maybe not this book. I mean, maybe I could see right at the end and her being like, dun-dun-dun. You know what I mean? We're, we're seeing Tamlin in this series. There's no way we don't. So maybe right at the end or in the next book. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I still think I said this like episode three. Yeah. (laughs) She'll go back (laughs) eventually. Yeah, I know. And when I first read this, I also thought this was going to be it. I thought Lucian was going to snatch her and like, you know, it was just getting to her and Reese were so close to being together that she was going to get snatched away. away. Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine how mad Reese would be if Tamlin snatched her away. He would I know. freaking mm, blow but, up right at the end. <laughs> I know, truly. I think that I'm glad that they didn't do that. Um, so are we at the end of the chapter? We're, we're very close. Okay, okay. Don't we we'll keep going. Yeah. And okay. We'll kind of recap a little. Okay. So Lucian leaves, but not before, you know, had to get one last last shot into Reese, and he says, "You're dead. You and your entire cursed court." And then he's gone. Lucian's gone. Short-lived. Yeah. Okay. So I was I was very surprised that she didn't go to the spring court. I thought for sure yeah. that would happen. I'm kind of glad they that she didn't because that was the predictable thing, right? Yeah. Um. So I kind of do like that, that that didn't happen. But I'm so anxious for that reunion. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen. Like there's going to be a war that like Tamlin's either – on Reese's side or he's not right Mm -hmm. so it's like there's going to be if we if we ever see the war or you know it's gonna happen we're gonna see him again um but and I think I'm kind of jumping ahead maybe um so she didn't she doesn't actually have wings okay hold that thought okay so I'm about to okay about to get Reese's reaction um, to the wings. I guess I wrote the yeah. I think I wrote, I think I wrote these notes in the wrong under the wrong chapter. <laughs> no, no, no. So this is still the same chapter. Oh, okay. So Lucian's gone, and then Reese, you know, is mask off. Like, is is in front of her, and he's like, "How do you have wings?" <laughs> and like on a scale of one to ten of how attracted he is to favor, like he's probably already at ten. He's at like a five hundred. Yeah. Now she has wings, <laughs> <laughs> and. She's like, I finally tapped into shape-shifting after her you know, spring court energy. Spring court, like being confronted with her past. And then Reese scoops her up to take her to another location where, you know, they can be safe and and hidden again. And she tells him that the fact that it was so easy for her to see Lucian and have that encounter is the most upsetting part. And internally, she's thinking that maybe that's the real issue here and why she hasn't been able to officially take the next step with Reese. 
the fact that she doesn't feel bad about wanting him. Yeah. Is what makes her feel guilty. Like making her feel bad about it because she knows that she should mm-hmm. in her mind. Like her conscience is just telling her it's wrong, but she doesn't actually feel like it's wrong. Right. So as they're flying, Reese says, I knew things were bad, but I thought Lucian at least would have stepped in. Yeah. Like obviously hearing her and Lucian's conversation about you know, the last few months thing, of the yeah. spring court. And then Feyre says, I thought so too. Ah, just breaks me hard. Yeah, it's sad. And I then, thought so too. <laughs> it's really sad. And then the last line of the chapter is, he squeezed me gently and I blinked at him through the rain. For once his eyes were on me, not the landscape below. You look good with wings, he said, and kissed my brow. Even the rain stopped feeling cold. Oh my gosh, they're just so in love. Um, okay. So my thoughts were one, I thought she genuinely had wings and then I was shocked. She used the spring court gift against the spring court. Yeah. It's awesome. Damn. That's sick. Yeah. And so yeah, to your point, she has wings, but I think they went away by this point and she does, she can't fly with them or she hasn't tried to fly because Reese is still carrying her. Right. Yeah. So I, I wrote though that I'm, I'm glad it was just shape shifting shape shifting and that she can't actually fly because she can't have it all (laughs) she literally has every gift of every high lord like she can't also have illyrian wings like give me a break (laughs) too much but i also do wonder if maybe she could learn to fly Mm. you know what i mean because like you can shape i'm i'm assuming tamlin can shape shift into an animal and do the things that said animal could do yeah um so maybe she could learn to fly with them yeah i also think it's interesting that it just feels to me in this chapter that she's almost like as hurt by lucian as she was by tamlin yeah like she also had so much trust in him that he would always have her back mm-hmm. and to her he totally betrayed that ball. and dropped yeah. the ball and and it's like she's finally being confronted with that i think it was well. like and i loss. think it was like extra so it was super sad because I love Lucian and he let her down. But I think it was like extra harsh because it's just our first time confronting someone from the spring court. For sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that one, that was a hard chapter for me. Yeah. But let's move on to chapter 48 because it gets Ooh. beautiful. <laughs> Can I just say my only two notes that I wrote? Only two? <laughs> Because it was just absorbing. I'll have other thoughts as we're <laughs> recapping, but my only two notes were OMG, finally, in all caps. Yeah. And then my second note was, ugh, he's just a man. <laughs> That's it. That sums up the chapter. That Do we really- even need to read what happened? <laughs> Uh, just a just a little teaser as we roll in yeah so let's get into chapter 48 but Sadie just brought up a good point as we we took a a little break in between these two chapters our voices sound a little quieter today a little more nasally as we are both (laughs) a little little under the weather post you know Miami post the post the 4 a.m bedtimes this weekend so just know that we are very very excited about this chapter yeah if it's not being conveyed um 
via tone of voice, we are. <laughs> if you could see us, you'd see it's being conveyed via hand motions and smiles. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so chapter 47 was a great chapter, but this next chapter, things happen finally. And it's amazing. <laughs> Um, this has inspired so many TikToks that I've seen where it's like when it's 2 a.m. But the two main characters just arrived to an inn with one bed. <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen those, but like it doesn't always explicitly say Akatar or Akamath. And when yeah. I and then I've seen other ones that are like when there's um, it's like resand when they go to their room and there's only that was my one bed. Oh, well, I, oh, <laughs> shit. I just assumed it was about their sister's house. Yeah, that's why I, I, when I posted that, I was debating posting it, but I was like, it's not really a spoiler because they do this more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> like, I saw this TikTok. It's like literally on our page. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they arrived to a nearby inn where they plan to spend the night. Conveniently, Reese is like, oh, we're too far from the Illyrian camps to go back tonight, and I can't win out because people are tracking us, so we have to stay here. And as luck would have it, there's just no vacancies. <laughs> oh, no. What are they going to do except share the tiny attic? <laughs> so... I don't think he actually schemed this, but like the inflection in your your voice is suggesting, but that is what happened. It just all worked out. You know, there might have been another solution, but Reese didn't, you know. Couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah. So Feyre is also very cold because it's been raining all day and she's soaked to the bone. She's freezing. So they get to their room and they see just the one bed and Reese swears, he swears that he asked for two. And conveniently, the room is small enough where Feyre can't even make him sleep on the floor. What a dilemma. <laughs> oh my God. And even when Feyre said, I can't even make him sleep on the floor, I was like, you're not making him sleep on the floor. I know. Come on. Come on. Let's be real, Feyre. Let's be real with each other. He wasn't ever sleeping on the floor. Just like, just like how he's like, oh, it's the only in. Oh, there's no vacancies. Oh, I swore I asked for two beds. She's also like, oh, what's a girl to do? There's no room. What's a girl to do? Also, the first thing out of her mouth when they see this one bed situation is, if you can't risk using magic, then we'll have to warm each other up. Yes, I forgot about that. And then she goes, body heat, I mean. <laughs> sure, Feyre. Sure, Feyre. And he goes, I'll try to keep my hands to myself. He does not succeed. <laughs> empty, empty words. <laughs> because keep his hands to himself, he most definitely does not <laughs> <laughs> I love your commentary on this. <laughs> um, so Reese grabs a cloak and puts it on so that he can go get them some food from downstairs at the inn. And I guess Feyre's kind of staring at him while he puts the cloak on because he looks up at her and he says, I love it when you look at me like that. And she's like, huh? 
(laughs) And he says, like, my power isn't something to run from. Like, you see me. And it's sweet because so so few people do. And she really does in her own mind as we're reading it. Like, she's constantly, like, admiring how, like, powerful and... It's attractive to her. I guess, like, scary he is. But she sees, like, the goodness and, Mm -hmm. like, the beauty in his, his darkness power. which yeah. is like mm-hmm. you know what he kind of taught her to do a little bit which is sweet yeah and so he leaves to get food and favorite changes into dry clothes and then she sits on the bed and waits and thinks she thinks about what lucian is reporting to tamlin at this very moment and how tamlin just completely ignored her breakup note <laughs> her breakup note. breakup note <laughs> Just as he had ignored slash rejected all of her requests and only acts out of what he thinks is right for her well-being and safety. And she's even thinking like Lucian was prepared again to take me today against my will. And that makes her think of how that's not the case for her new friends in the night court. Like Cassian, you know, he gives her a hard time sometimes. But he also sticks up for her against Reese. Exactly. Like she knows that if she ever told him no about something he would back off and if roles were reversed and she had been miserable in the night court and wasting away and reese hadn't been doing anything which she's like would never be the case but you know assuming for, it would. let's let's pretend that, that was the case cassian or Azrael would have stepped in yeah and reese just, he just never would have been so misguided to like go there anyway and i also but i also just think that that speaks to tamlin and reese and his leaders like reese and has created a space where Cassian and Azriel can speak up and step in. Totally. Whereas Lucian Tamlin hasn't created that space. No, Lucian was terrified to speak up. And Lucian's yeah. not like a scaredy cat. Right. So it's like, what has happened to Lucian in the past where he's, you know, stepped out of line and Tamlin's like punished him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Feyre's lost in thought. Reese comes back with soup and wine. Cozy. One bed and a bottle of wine. <laughs> They throw that shit back, too. Yeah, a man with a plan. And then he changes while Feyre eats and tries not to think about his naked body so close to her. Then Reese sits on the bed with her in his PJs. And I just want to preface that I took these notes like three weeks ago, and I have no idea how I wrote about this. So I'm a little bit nervous (laughs) to recap this part. I don't I'm so remember. excited. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I don't remember how I'm I like, did let, this. Let me get back to this moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Reese sits on the bed with her. He's in his PJs. She's in her leggings, sweater, very cozy. She asks him about all the magic that he's constantly using, like to keep his power toned down, to do all the little mundane things like dress himself. And he's he explains basically he has so much power that he needs to find ways to channel it and release it. Otherwise he would go insane. And he tells her that Amron is the person who taught him to control it all. And for that, he owes her because that's how he does everything, including shielding his city. And then Feyre randomly thinks everyone around him had some use, some mighty skill. And yet here I was nothing more than a strange hybrid, more trouble than I was worth. How can she say that the entire plan revolves around her? I know, but I feel like she's she's really meaning everyone everyone has like been such an asset in Reese's life like personally. 
Yeah. You know, like Amron taught him how to use his powers. Um, don't remember the stories with others. <laughs> <laughs> but well, let's just say. Well, Cassian, you know, helped him learn to fight. Cassian leads all his armies, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they all really. She's just trying to find her place in this world. The favorite, like, got the book of breathings. She's the connection to the human realm. Like you said, she has literally all the powers. Like she's I going know, to be I know. I think asset. she just like doesn't. I think she has like a little bit of imposter syndrome. She totally does, which is fair. Like they've all. She's so new. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't feel like she or has earned anything yet. So. Right. Yeah. So anyway, she has that that thought, that insecurity, and he kind of reads her mind, and he's like, "You're not," which she's not. <laughs> And then while they're drinking their wine, Feyre asks if he thought that she would go with Lucian willingly today. And Reese says that he he didn't think that, but he also found himself trying to remind himself that if she did go, he would have to find a way to be okay with it. And then Feyre says, and what if he grabbed me and took me away? I love how she's like, what would you do, Reese? Yeah, what would you do? How would you, what would you think, huh? And he says, then I would have torn apart the world to get you back. They're so dramatic. I just imagine this, like, could you imagine just, like, having this conversation with your crush? Who you've never (laughs) actually, like, said, you're my crush. They're just sitting on the bed looking each other's eyes. And he's like, I would, I'm looking in the eyes as I say this. I would tear apart Prathian. Brick by brick. <laughs> like, like, why do you be like, whoa? <laughs> I thought it was so hot. <laughs> totally. Totally. I agree. But reliving it, I'm like, just make out. Like, yeah, that's all you want to do. Out. It's, it, Reese just does the protectiveness in all the right ways. Totally. Like if it was your choice, I would have been fine with it. But if he took you, I would have ripped him apart limb by limb. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's hot. He's like, what do you need to hear? Okay, let me just say those exact things. Yep, yep, yep. And in return, Feyre tells Reese that she would have fired her bow and arrow at Lucian if he had tried to hurt Reese. Which, how did you feel about that, Sadie? What if Feyre killed Lucian? Feyre is on the border anyway sometimes. (laughs) She would have been kicked to the bottom of of the hierarchy. (laughs) Yeah. She's grown on me more, and I obviously feel personally attached to her, but if she betrayed me like that... Even to protect Reese? What if Lucian was trying to attack Reese? Reese can can handle it. Okay, what if Reese killed Lucian? I can't. (laughs) (laughs) These are some hard hypotheticals. I can't go there. So they're done eating. They're drinking wine on the bed. Oh in God, a small room. Kills Lucian. I will die. <laughs> It'll be like, that'll be like, um, what do they call those decisions? Sophie's choice. Oh, that's not the word I was thinking for. What's Sophie's choice? The movie Sophie's choice. Just decide which child to die. <gasps> that's how people say it. it's a classic Sophie's choice. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be a Sophie's Choice situation. I'll go with that. Yeah. It actually applies in the situation. Yeah. More damn. so than 
most time that phrase is used. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I usually use it, use it to decide like what bar I'm going to tonight. I'm like, classic Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the, back to the, the inn with one bed. Oh, truly. Yes. <laughs> They're done eating. They're drinking wine on the bed, extremely alone. And then Feyre says one thought in exchange for another. And then. I love this game. I'm going to start playing this with John. <laughs> one thought. He's going to be like, what? I feel like most men would panic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not thinking about anything. Yeah. And then Reese here says, he fully, like, went for it. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm thinking that I look at, which, by the way, when I read this for the first time, I was like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, it's happening. He says, I'm thinking that I look at you and I feel like I'm dying, like I can't breathe. I'm thinking that I want you so badly. I can't concentrate half the time I'm around you. And this room is too small for me to properly bed you, especially with the wings. Okay. Two things here. One, when he like he's this, he feels like he's dying when he looks at her. He they he is mated with her thousand percent thousand percent like that was a theory i mean it has not been validated but like i'm sorry if that's not mating with someone then what is that i don't want it (laughs) (laughs) second in this moment i'm like getting so excited like it's happening it's happening it's happening and when he said i can't properly bed you here i was like damn it like we were going in the right direction yes you can get a little crazy (laughs) get a little crazy (laughs) oh my god i just wrote it's happening three exclamation points it's happening three exclamation points ah (laughs) two exclamation points (laughs) so favorite does not even know what to do with herself and you know same same girl same i would have no response what would i say if someone told me they looked at me and felt like they were dying because they were so attracted to me i know i don't know what to do with that information vera <laughs> so she puts down her glass of wine that's what i'm gonna say to john today i'm like do you feel like you're dying do you feel like <laughs> you're looking I'm in bed. do you feel like you're dying <laughs> And she says, I'm thinking that I can't stop thinking about you. And that it's been way, it's been that way for a long time, even before I left the spring court. And maybe that makes me a lying, traitorous piece of trash. But Reese cuts her off and he's like, it doesn't. <laughs> he's like, that's exactly, that's exactly how I pictured it. He's like, he's like trying to throw in that it doesn't without stopping her from talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But- Feyre's like, no, it does, because deep down, she liked going to the night court. Mm-hmm. She liked being stolen away, and she didn't even care when Talon stopped being around her. So in her mind, although Talon gave up on her, she also gave up on him. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. Sleep with Reese. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so giggly so then she her and reese just like both basically admitted they want to hook up with each other and they're just sitting on the bed little tipsy staring at each other and she goes we should go to bed 
And it's like, really? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a long pause and Reese says, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And then they blow out the candles and they get under the covers, not touching. But, you know, Feyre's just so, so cold and she's (laughs) shivering and it's not like she has the power to make fire or anything. No, she's just, you know, she's just a cold little girl. It's not, yeah. And Reese says, you're shivering so hard, the bed is shaking. And she's like, well, sorry. And then he says, no expectations, just a body heat. And he slides on over to cuddle and he wraps his wings around her. Just so chivalrous. In a little cocoon. In a little cocoon. And so Feyre, now just not being able to help herself, starts stroking his wing. And he's like, ah, your finger is so cold. But Feyre keeps doing it, kind of like toying with him. Even though he's told her. It's sensitive. sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where it all begins. So... As you just said, he's told her what, you know, stroking the wig does to him. So he knows what she's doing now. Yeah. He knows how she's feeling. So, you know, he leans into it. He whispers into her neck like, oh, didn't anyone teach you manners? And she says, I never knew Illyrians were such sensitive babies. And then he starts stroking circles on her stomach and they keep getting pressed up closer and closer against each other. And Feyre's like fully leaning into this. Like, yeah, it's getting hot and heavy. It's happening finally. And then he goes, so greedy. First you terrorize me with your cold hands. And now you want, what is it you want, Feyre? And remember, this is the second time he has now asked her this. And all she wants to say is, Like, more. I want more of this. I want more of everything. But she can't say what she really wants because something's still kind of holding her back. And instead, she says, I want a distraction. I want fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She should have said you. But anyway. Like, yeah, all she... Oh, sorry. I said that part, last part wrong. She wants to say like you, but like she, all she needs to say was something just like, I want this. Like yeah. something vague and ambiguous. Yeah. Nothing. You don't have to say anything too committal or too like, oh, I'm, I'm in love with you or whatever. Yeah. But you don't have to say, I want a distraction. No one really ever wants to hear that. Yeah. And Especially respect. someone who feels like they're dying when they look <laughs> at you. He tells her he's dying when he looks at her, and she tells him he he's a distraction to her. Yeah, that's so a distraction she up. wants, but yeah, yeah. Oh God, that killed me. That killed mm-hmm. me. I'm like, and feel the vibe. When I first read that, I was just so afraid that was he was gonna pull away yeah. and like, get upset or like ruin the moment. Thank God he doesn't, but he does pause. He's disappointed. He's by disappointed. Her and she's like, he has to know. I'm trying to just save a little face here and not, you know, bare my soul. Yeah. To him. But I just want to like shake her in this moment. 
Yeah. Because I understand that now might not be the best time to be like, I want a relationship. But again, you can still say something. Yeah. Like, I, I want this. I want more of this. You know. Yeah. It's just minimizing him to something so meaningless. Yeah. But anyway. But all Reese says after the pause is, then allow me the pleasure of distracting you. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I feel like it was good that he paused to let her know that he did want more, but he's happy to take what he can get. Yeah. Which I don't like how I just phrased that, but he phrased it well. Yeah. He, he, he put that perfectly. He's, he definitely was like, how do I proceed? Am I okay with this? Yeah. But I think he did this perfectly Mm -hmm. because things happen next. 472 pages in (laughs) things happen we made it we finally see what reese can do and um we can just summarize with my note that says he is such a man he's such a man (laughs) to clarify they don't even have sex he doesn't even let her do anything to him which i like because i like the build actually Mm -hmm. I mean, it's frustrating, but yeah. I like the build, but he's basically like, I've thought about how I want you. And in this dusty old inn is not where I want this to happen, which is hot. Mm-hmm. And regardless, he does not disappoint. Yeah. He's not going to leave. He's not going to like leave her unsatisfied. Hanging. Unsatisfied is the word. Yeah. Yeah. So he does, you know. Yeah, some things. He did not keep his hands to himself. Yeah, that's the word. That's <laughs> the best way to summarize it. But it's good. It's a very hot, very steamy scene. Like his dialogue, I'm. I didn't put it in. Like I'm not gonna repeat the things that were said. <laughs> it's gonna be really creepy if I'm like if I'm verbalizing it. But Farrah finally gets some action, and her and Reese are just like so good together, and like yeah. he's incredibly attractive in this scene he does everything perfectly like everything he says is like so sexy so spot on yeah and so I just loved it. gentlemen if you're listening um go read this chapter go read this chapter <laughs> <laughs> Good. everyone can use some you know some new moves mm-hmm. some brushing up <laughs> yep so once they wrap things up, Reese is like, time for bed. I have more plans for this later on. Not at this inn, but you know, stay tuned. He's <laughs> like, I've thought about this for a long, long time. And Feyre is like mind blown. Like she just had the best time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so nice afterwards. They like fall asleep in each other's arms. He's stroking her arm, her stomach. And the last line of this chapter is, Maybe it was the wine or the aftermath of the pleasure he'd wrung from me, but I didn't have a single nightmare. Uh, it was, it was perfect. It was just enough. It was, it was perfect. It's enough. So you're not like actually like wringing your hair out. Yeah. yeah. Or like, so Sarah knew we'd be so mad at her if she gave us nothing. Yeah. Um, and so she, it was the perfect way to give us something in like a really, really like hot and steamy scene with there's still somehow being room to build right. because they didn't solidify a relationship. They're still, they still need to DTR and they still need to actually have sex. Yeah. 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 It was 
Perfect chapter. Perfect chapter. <laughs> chapter 49, also really good. In really, really good. Completely different. I was life. very scared, concerned. I've just went through all the emotions. I know. These three chapters. First, you're, first you're scared what Lucian's going to do. Then you're sad. Then you're so happy at the end. And then you're scared again. Yeah. So chapter 49 starts with Feyre waking up, feeling all warm, all safe, because she woke up in Reese's arms. Aw. <laughs> and she kind of turns around to face him, and they're just so happy, like so cute, cuddling each other. And she says that she could just stay here forever, just like looking at him. Because they both you know, don't sleep well. They have nightmares, but they both were like so happy. Fine, safe in there when yeah. they're together. And then it's kind of ruined because Feyre breaks this the happy morning silence by asking him why under the mountain did you make the original deal with me why did you want a week with me every month why this occurs to her right now I have no idea and she definitely wants him to say something like because I was in love with you from the first time I saw you and I needed to ensure I had time with you that's why she said it because she just had a lovely evening with him lovely night with him and she's just waking up and she's like basically like tell me how much you love me yeah I also think the one thing one little thing maybe holding her back besides Tamlin is like she still has some just like unresolved questions about under the mountain their origin yeah yeah and some some of the the things and maybe that's something that's been lingering like what what was my real purpose here from the beginning yeah but Alas, he does not say what she wants her to say. What's what she wants him to say for like the first time ever. Yeah, because he's honest and it wasn't what she wanted to hear. He says, because I wanted to make a statement to Amarantha, because I wanted to piss off Tamlin, and I needed to keep you alive in a way that wouldn't be seen as merciful. And this does not make her feel good. This makes her feel like a true pawn in his game. It's not a game. <laughs> It's saving the world. Do you think he's being truthful? Or do you think he's trying to save face at all based on what she said last night? I, well, shit. I thought he was being truthful, but he posed a, a very good question. No, I, I think, I don't think he, I, I think that the stumble was him mating. So I think that before that, he made the deal before that. And he wasn't like very like, romantic or you know anything like he was very aggressive with her yeah um before that so I feel like he um I feel like he was being truthful yeah regardless it really bursts the bubble of happiness because Feyre takes it at I face value I would be more realistic if that was the truth yeah and and Feyre doesn't like it <laughs> yeah um it kind of brings him out of their love bubble love bubble and then reese is just like okay so sh- should we leave want to like you know hit the road and Feyre's like wait a minute are we just ignoring what just happened last night did i dream what happened like yeah what what is going on like they're in this weird limbo where they had this like really passionate night where they not only hooked up, but like basically told each other that they've been wanting this for a really long time. And then they just kind of go back to 
almost business partners. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. So they leave and fly for a while to another clearing and they spend the day practicing magic again. And throughout the day, things are the same between them, except Feyre thinks Reese is wanting to say something and keeps stopping himself. So finally, the sun's going down and Reese is scooping Feyre up to fly her home. And they're still pretty silent. And so Feyre finally is like, what's up? Yeah. And he says, I have one more story to tell you. Dun, dun, dun. Then he stops again. So Feyre puts her hand on his face and says, tell me, I don't, I'm not going to walk away. Not mm-hmm. from you. And then as Reese is about to speak, he yells in pain and his full body like arches and Feyre can also feel pain through the bond mm-hmm. and sees that about a dozen ash arrows have hit his wings with like green shit coming off of them. Cause they were also poisoned. Yeah. And also this sucks because, you know, he was probably distracted by trying to, to tell her something. something. Yeah. Otherwise he's so powerful. He probably would have sensed an attack coming or something flying at him, but he gets struck really badly and they start falling he can't fly anymore. Reese is trying to do stuff with his power, but he's been struck so many times and the poison is hindering him. So he's in really bad shape. And instead of you know, saving himself first, he Reese her. uses his power to throw Feyre far to the side of the forest. <coughs> which I was mad about, which was probably the right thing because like, you don't want them both to get captured. Like she needs to be able to go save him. Yeah. But then I was stressed because I was like, she can't find him. Yeah. Because they were separated. So he falls to wherever the enemy is waiting for them. And she's like thrown far away. And so now they're separated and that's not good. But Feyre luckily summons some of her power to kind of break her fall. But now she's alone in the forest at night which she's never been out there at night before. And there's apparently really creepy creatures roaming around and Reese somewhere else. And she doesn't know if he's just captured, if he's being tortured, if they're playing on killing him. If he's dead. Yeah. We don't know. I was panicking here. I don't know how I was like, how could he survive the additional layer of worry? She can't even hear him down the bond at all. Oh my God. And that's really worrying because she can always at least feel him. Yeah. So Feyre's so upset, obviously, extremely worried, extremely mad, pissed off at whoever took him. Like, mm-hmm. I see rage flowing through her, which, you know, is the key to jumpstarting her powers. So she winnows again for the third time now. But not just once. She starts winnowing, like, from tree to tree throughout the forest, um, which is helping her outrun anything that might be on her trail, like creature or otherwise. She also shapeshifts her eyes so that she can see better in the dark, which is, Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I actually didn't pick up on that the first time either. I only picked up on it in this reread, but it's very subtle, but she's like, Oh, I'd seen animals eyes enough when I was hunting to know what they looked like. And then she's like, I paused and then I could see again. So she like, shapeshifted oh. her eyes. Yeah. She she has such a creative way of, of writing those types of things. Yeah. Um, because no one would think, I'm going to shapeshift my eyes into those of a, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like she says it in a way to like imply it enough. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely reading this chapter fast because I needed to, to be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I definitely missed that. I completely understand. So finally she smells Reese and she can see blood splattered on some of the branches and she can tell that he was dragged away somewhere. Cause there was like, there's like blood flowing on the ground. So she follows the blood trail, which is helpful, but also concerning that he was bleeding that much where it wasn't clotting for there to be this trail. Cause yeah. like theoretically he should be healing fast. And fair is like, if I get there and if I find him dead, a whole bunch of people are going to be dead (laughs) by my hand. (laughs) And then she reaches the point where his scent goes in two directions. Presumably they knew that she was going to be tracking him or someone would be tracking him and trying to throw them off the scent. Mm -hmm. But what they didn't know is that after what Feyre and Reese got up to last night, her scent is somewhat intertwined with his. Mm-hmm. It's still on his fingers, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, helpful <laughs> in this kind of situation. It's easy for Feyre. She's just winnowing her way along, like following her own scent until she reaches a cave. And then in the cave, she can hear a whip cracking. And she's like, you are not, you are not whipping my man. <laughs> my high lord. My high lord. So she ties two of her bows together the, so that she has a double-sided weapon. And then she winnows into the cave past the guards. She sees Reese chained up unconscious, looking really, really bad. At least seven ash arrows, she says through his wings. And Feyre, you know, flips out. Anger is her motivator. So she winnows to the guards holding the whips and immediately just slits both their throats. She's like, she's like, winnow to a guard, kill, winnow to the next one, kill, winnow, kill, winnow, kill, winnow, kill, winnow, kill. And then they're all That dead. was perfect. I wrote, <laughs> she's winnow, stab, winnow, stab, winnow, stab, <laughs> until she kills them all. <laughs> Vicious. I love it. They didn't stand a chance. Mm-mm. No, this is, I mean, she's very powerful here. She's winnowing completely on her own. Yeah. Barely even thinking about it. Yeah. So she runs to Reese, frees him from the chains. The second she does, she can feel him again, which is a relief. We learn that the chains are like ancient hibern magic. Mm-hmm. And they can nullify magic, like nullify powers basically. Um, which is why she couldn't feel the bond. Like the bond was nullified. That's really scary. Yeah. And she tells him they need to winnow home, but he's like, can't do it. Can't do it. He's in really bad shape. So Pharaoh winnows them both away, but she can't go too far. Extra strong. Yeah. She literally just learned to winnow and winnowing them both is like a lot of weight. So she is able to just take them to a, a cave further away. That's safe. So Reese is still really bad shape. He can barely talk. He has poison in him. The arrows are still stuck in him. It's really bad. So Feyre realizes that she needs to take out the take out the arrows from the wings so that the poison is removed. Yeah. And also so his wings can like heal properly. Yeah. Um and it's obviously going to hurt very badly because she has to like saw them in half. 
yeah. essentially. Yeah, because you can't like, if you think about an arrow, you can't like pull it back out because the tip will just like re-stab exactly. into his wing. Exactly. But, so she has to like saw them in half and like pull out each side. And it's like, it's actually like a really sweet, although scary moment because it takes some time to get through each one and he's in a lot of pain and it hurts obviously moving the arrows as she saws them in half. Um, so she starts like trying to distract him. Yes. And that was a perfect segue. I just pulled up my Kindle so I could just read the passage. She says, as she's sawing the arrows out to distract him, she says, did you know that one summer when I was 17, Elaine bought me some paint and we had, we just, we had just enough to spend on extra things and she bought me a nest of presents. She didn't have enough for a full set, but she bought me red and blue and yellow. I used them to the last drop, stretching them as much as I could and painted little decorations in our cottage. I love this part. She says, I painted the table, the cabinets, the doorway, and we had this old black dresser in our room, one drawer for each of us. We didn't have much clothing to put in there anyway. I painted flowers for Elaine on her drawer little roses and begonias and irises and for nesta i painted flames for her she was always angry always burning i think her and amarin would be fast friends i think she would like valeris despite herself and i think elaine would like it too and then she says but like in between here reese is kind of like engaging like he's like would you paint? Would you paint yeah. for yourself? And it's like really sweet because it's the distractions working. Yeah. And he's like whispering cause he's obviously in pain, but he's like, what did you paint for yourself? And she says, I painted the night sky. Ah! And he goes still. And she says, I painted stars and the moon and clouds and just endless dark sky. I never knew why I rarely went outside at night. Usually I was so tired from hunting that I just wanted to sleep. But I wonder, I wonder if some part of me knew what was waiting for me, that I would never be a gentle grower of things or someone who burned like fire, but that I would be quiet and enduring and as faceted as the night, that I would have beauty for those who knew where to look. And if people didn't bother to look, but to only fear it, then I didn't particularly care for them anyway. I wonder if even in my despair and hopelessness, I was never truly alone. I wonder if I was looking for this place, looking for you all. Oh my God. I literally have chills. It's so sweet. Literally have chills. so sweet. It's her destiny. And then she says that and she's done pulling out the arrows and his blood starts to clot. And he lifts his head up and he's like eyes filled with pain he's all pale and he says you saved me and then he tells her that the soldiers were from highburn and they had all this ancient magic like the chains to nullify his powers and they must have traced the magic he used yesterday and there is like rest let's get you a blanket let's go to sleep and the last line of the chapter is his eyelids lowered, consciousness ripped from him too fast, much too fast and too heavy. I was looking for you too, Reese murmured and passed out. Oh my God. I literally can't. I can't. I love it so much. I, I do love too. it so much. And what 
I love is that it did say that in the first book. You just don't think about it. It says like she had the old dresser and she painted flowers. Okay, I knew that she had painted the dresser. I didn't remember the night sky piece. Yeah, I think it's, it might not be super obvious, but I'm pretty sure it says at some point like her has like stars and a moon on it or something. Oh my God. It's just so beautiful. And the fact that she says it, they're in this dark cave. She's making him feel better. And she's basically telling him like, it was my destiny to find you. That's how much you mean to me. Like, that's how much I believe that I was, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I feel like fate brought us together. <laughs> oh my God. It's beautiful. That makes up for the distraction comment. <laughs> that makes up. It's so beautiful. That was the yeah. best ending to a chapter. Especially I was so concerned about him. I I was reading and I was like, oh my God, does this chapter end with him being shot and her being thrown away and them separated? Yeah, I was like, thank Sa- God. I was like, Sadie, I can't leave Sadie another cliffhanger. She will literally murder me. <laughs> First it was her and reese fighting yeah and then it was lucian showing up yeah can't have it with reese injured and them separated yeah i appreciate you give you gray hairs (laughs) i already have a streak (laughs) no it's beautiful i i will say that the shots like him being shot was so out of nowhere like i I thought once we ran into Lucian, I thought that the people who had shot at him before was Lucian and all of them. Um, So I was completely thrown when this happened, like did not expect at all. I thought the risk was gone. And it also would be so classic for them to finally like have this moment kind of get, get together and then something tragic happens. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It would be so classic. Why didn't I, why didn't I see it coming? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, thank God they're they're together. Feyre saved him. And it's just, I just can't get over how good these three chapters they are. They're so good. The best three so far. For I sure. Lo- yeah. This one and Starfall are really yeah my top. Oh, mm-hmm. but also when he wraps his wings around her and she has the breakdown. I always love that part too. Oh my God. There's yeah. A lot of good po- there's a lot of good. Oh, points. I'm that scene. In that scene, what really just sticks with me is the fighting with Cassian. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah anyway. <sighs> so good. So good. And after we finish recording here in a minute, Sadie is going to keep reading. And for those of you who knows, know what's coming next, Oh my God, I'm so excited. The next few chapters are a lot. Oh no. Okay, well, to, like we're recording again tomorrow. Yeah. That's why I have to read tonight or I'll probably read a little in the morning before work. But um, but yes, we have Kat coming back on tomorrow. We have special guest Kat making a return appearance. Our first for, return guest. For some really, really, really amazing chapters. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Amazing, but also not amazing. What? It'll be a really interesting discussion and Sadie's going to be freaking out in a good way and maybe in a bad way. I don't know. I'll be really fresh. Too. She'll be really fresh. You might run into my, if you're reading tonight, you might run into my room. And be <laughs> like, oh my god, 
<laughs> oh my god okay i mean there's yeah i'm looking at the schedule now it's only 26 pages how much how much could there be a lot oh my god oh my god but sadie any final thoughts on these three chapters before we wrap and you continue your journey no i really couldn't ask for a more emotional roller coaster I wish that we could have taken it a little easier on Lucian, but I also wish Lucian could have been a little bit better of a friend. I wish that Farah maybe could have answered, you know, given Reese a little bit more. But I also think she, you know, came made a comeback with this this third chapter. And Reese, no notes. <laughs> <laughs> he was perfect. As always. As always. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for listening. Join us next episode for chapters 50 to 53. Oh man. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic. Follow us on TikTok at Gals on Topic. Follow us, subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating, leave a comment and tune in for next episode with Kat. Yay! Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.